the Serial Serial, the AV Club's podcast about a podcast. Every week or so, well, like two weeks now, a few Onion Inc. staffers will be talking about the most recent happenings around Serial, one of the most popular and addictive podcasts on iTunes. I'm AV Club Senior Editor Mara Eakin, joined this week by Onion Editorial Director Josh Bodell and AV Club Managing Editor Laura M. Browning. And this week, we're tackling the two-parter episode, Hindsight, that dropped last Thursday and Friday, which seems like a world ago or a decade ago. If you were like having a wonderful time in Vancouver on the set of television shows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, red carpet. <laughs> well, it was also kind of the set, too, because it was like, anyway, who cares? For us, it just seems like cereal was like yesterday or something. <laughs> you guys to totally yesterday. did not say, we're not saying that before we started taping. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um. So first of all, I guess, what did you guys think of the air, the decision to air the two ups back to back? It was a shocker. It was the big shocker at that end of episode I didn't one. really understand that decision from a sort of editorial point of view. I like, mean, yeah. Could she have, I mean, I guess if they're doing them every two weeks now, you would have had to wait two weeks to hear that second half. I guess, but also neither of them were super long. They were both like 40 minutes each. Not even. If I were uh, an AV Club commenter, conspiracy theorist, I'd be like, they're just trying to get more downloads, man. They're just trying to get more clicks and... Pretty soon, like, all the episodes are going to be five minutes long. That's true. I told you, Josh, though, that, you know, everyone's like, serials, numbers have fallen out. No one's listening anymore. But that I read last week, well, that they tweeted last week that they got three million downloads on that first half of that first episode. I'm finding it more interesting. uh, As it goes? Yeah. uh, I kind of, it was slog a little bit in the middle, but I'm, I'm, my interest is a little bit more peaked now. It's, it's no uh, Adnan, but... What ca- what is yeah. right? And there's yeah. no Adnan news yet, right? No, I was gonna say Sarah didn't even get to finish the trial, which was like such a bummer to me. Yeah, uh, the hearing. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit when we did a little bonus episode. But um, yeah, I was presumably this week at some point, well, there will be a ruling. And yeah, we'll I was wondering if there was any news. Episode. I had no idea. I'm gonna Google it real quick while you guys talk. <laughs> Maybe it just happened right now. Beep boop boop beep boop beep boop. I'm touching the Googles. Well, I was the first question I guess sort of that I had for you guys was do you feel like you have a better sense of bow after listening to this two-parter? I do, I do. I feel like I know not necessarily him as a person, but I know that guy. Like every class in high school or whatever, every grade has that one guy in it. You know I, I mean? definitely feel like I know him better and at risk of sounding like a real creep, um it's because I actually share a lot of his personality traits, not I'm not a protector and I don't hide weapons everywhere and yeah I definitely like not into anything like that but I do kind of understand the like problems respecting authority like if you don't like respect them personally like it Mm -hmm. is really difficult I kind of understand that a little bit I feel like I'm you know way more mature than Bo Bergdahl um but but I do kind of understand that inclination um and I do kind of understand that like sort of desire to have a really rigid uh, sort of moral code, mm-hmm. um, or, or to want to be code. like a World War II hero soldier, yeah, like I'm, a great soldier, not like a modern soldier. Right. I I feel like those are more um, not so much personality as just like interests, maybe. But <laughs> yeah. But in terms of just like the personality traits they were talking about, I was like, no, I've I've like definitely felt that way at points in my life. Like I do kind of understand where he's coming from it's a really bad idea to go join the army if that's how you feel <laughs> but but i did kind of get that a little bit more but it almost seems like it would be a good idea because i think he for him anyway in his mind he's like well he assumes that they have the same moral code or that they have some sort of strict moral code that they're living by and kind of finds out that they don't 
mm-hmm. or that it's a little different or a little uh, maybe <laughs> he wanted to be the general. He didn't want to start out being right. the private. He wanted to be the guy who writes the moral code for everybody else and then lives by it. Also, um, what job can that guy do? Do you know what I mean? Like in the first half of this episode, they talk about how he was a salmon fisherman, how he was like took charter boat classes in Florida, how he did this and that, how he's homeschooled. But like he kind of stopped living with his family or stopped hanging out with them after he was like 13 years old. Like, mm-hmm. where does that guy fit in our society? Do you know what I mean? Well, I, I, I was actually pretty interested in that part where he was kind of traveling the world in a weird way because you mm-hmm. don't picture the army loner that way. You picture the guy who's like, you know, an asshole in high school. And, and I'm, I'm not obviously not saying this about all army people with this sort of, you know, cliche, yeah. like army loner guy who collects knives and collects guns and then uh, joins up. But he was he wanted to see things. And he wanted to do things. And he kind of wanted to travel the world. And the army wasn't necessarily his only way out. It didn't seem like mm-hmm. um, So I was interested that, he, you know, I was interested that he wanted to go join the French Foreign Legion that made, I think it, it sort of proved that he was, to me anyway, that he's like a more complex person, um, but also, as we learned, as sort of legitimately crazy. Sorry, I know that's not a politically correct term, thing yeah. to say, but he has uh, schizotypal personality, personality disorder. disorder. Is that what it is? I don't know that that's, uh, how do I put this? I guess what they don't really clarify on the show is like how many people have that mm-hmm. and like what that really, uh, I don't want to say clears you for, but do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you're like, oh yeah, like that's a big deal. Like that will make you not a functional person in society right. or whatever mm-hmm. versus uh, that's, you know, like a thing that people have, but a lot of people have it and they still function mm-hmm. and they still are, you know, make good choices, et cetera, et cetera. Like that's have what they don't really talk about. Have in DSM 4, 5 or whatever number it's on to see how it's five, classified? I think. I'll look it up. Um, Is it okay if I just use Wikipedia, though? That's okay. I was going to say, you know what else? I think he wanted to be not necessarily a soldier, but he wanted to be like a mercenary. Do you know what I mean? Like he wanted to work for Halliburton, essentially. And the way to get the Halliburton crazy knife-collecting no-rules job is to be in the Army at this point. To me, that didn't really line up with his desire to, you know, work for somebody who had that strict moral code Mm -hmm. that he, you know, really admired. Um like that just that just didn't line up for me. I found that really curious. Yeah, I guess I understand his his inclination to like if there's something wrong, you fix it. Do you right. know what I mean? He wants like to be I get a superhero. that. Yeah, even in like a smaller sense. Although the way he went about it, hiding knives at a tea shop in Idaho, <laughs> does not seem. It seems a little little extreme, but then again, I don't know. Strange things happen the, all the over the place. The interesting part of that story was when they interviewed Kayla about it, um, his friend and Kim Harrison's daughter. Mm-hmm. She just found the whole thing very funny and was like, oh, yeah, that's just how Bo was. Like, whereas hearing that story, she's like, holy shit. Like, what do you mean he was hiding ice picks? But that was just like who he was, just part of Bo being Bo. I guess like that stuff wasn't um, shocking to me because I went to college in a very small town where like a lot of people in Athens, Ohio, and a lot of people stayed there and like lived there. And I was friends with like a bunch of metal kids and anarchists and super leftists and I knew guys that like had joined the navy out of high school and then came back and you know none of that surprises me in any way like none of that was like like oh yeah that makes sense that's like a small town uh no rules kind of craziness uh yeah I don't know 
So schizo- I know that guy. Schizotypal personality disorder is a milder version of schizophrenia that occurs in as much as, as much as three percent of the population. Um, people, this is Wikipedia. Sorry, mm-hmm. people with this disorder feel extreme discomfort with maintaining close relationships with people, mainly for the fact that they think that their peers harbor negative thoughts toward them, so they avoid forming them. Um, in some cases, people with STPD may react oddly in conversations, not respond or talk to themselves. They frequently misinterpret situations as being strange or having unusual meaning for them. Uh, paranormal and super- superstitious beliefs are common. So, is that sorry? Before you shut your phone, is that a medication thing? Is that a a therapy thing? Is it that says a, it can be treated with medication, okay. antipsychotic medication. Basically. So it would be like anti-anxiety, probably, just to be like, hey, no one's really talking about you behind your back. Yeah, I think it sort of goes hand in hand with, um, it says it goes hand in hand with anxiety and depression and people frequently getting treated for anxiety or depression uh, realize they actually have this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a legitimate thing and it seems like a legitimate um, uh, uh, like root cause of him having these mm-hmm. paranoid thoughts, which I think was one of the big things they were trying to get at, at least in the second episode here, which was, is there sort of a, a chemical imbalance in your brain that's making you think, oh, our commander is going to send us on a suicide mission. Yeah, or was there a justification for what he did? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, if he sort of thought this thing, should he? Was that okay that he did what he did? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a, it's, I don't think it's a real world justification. I thought it was interesting that they talked to his former, uh, I don't know if he was his friend, but his um, uh, platoon mate, perhaps. Um, who said he still doesn't forgive him for it, but, you know, he, he understands a little better. He wouldn't shoot him now. He wouldn't shoot him now. <laughs> He'd say, hey, bud, maybe make a better decision next time. But so he was in a, you know, he, it goes back to the question in the first episode, which is should the army have let him in in the first place? Had they known, had he been diagnosed with this, I can't imagine they would have let him in, but I guess they wanted everybody at but that point. But there's probably, you know, you can't exclude guys from the army that are on, like, Prozac or whatever. Do you know what I mean? I think like, you can. Can you? That would be a lot of guys. Yeah. Like X percent of the population is on some sort of antidepressant or whatever. We need to get a, a an army expert in here to talk about what how you can uh, what you can and exclude I also people. I like, can ask my weird doing, friend that was in the uh, navy. If you're doing psychiatric evaluations as part of you know army recruitment, is that something that's really going to get diagnosed in like a 15 minute session with somebody? Right. Probably not. And like as they pointed out in the episode, a lot of that kind of thing relies on self reporting and like you probably don't know you're being paranoid if you're being paranoid. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just how you are. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't come up. That would come up in, like, a months of therapy. Do you know what I mean? Where that might come up. And the other thing is that from, like, this is, like, an insurance adjuster's mentality, chances are that that guy's just going to wash out. You know what I mean? That that just guy, that guy's just going to happen, what happened in the Coast Guard to him again, like, where he has a breakdown during basic training or whatever. Right. Not that... This guy's going to go on, like, the nth degree craziness, go AWOL, you know, cause this whole military breakdown thing. Chances are that, so you let him in. (laughs) I also found it interesting that he didn't make, he didn't make it through Coast Guard uh, boot camp, but then he made it through Army boot camp. um, And as confirmed by the interview on NPR this morning uh, with a uh, Coast Guard officer, like, boot camp is boot camp. Like, it's still really tough. So there's... It wasn't, you know, easier or harder or anything. Um, but why would you have like a panic attack or an anxiety attack? You know, a few weeks in the first time, and then be totally fine with it. 
Well, I think he sort of dealt with it, right? Like he, he kind of got older. He figured his life out a little bit more. Maybe he knew what he was in for a little better, you know? Maybe. I don't know. Um, or maybe he just didn't want to be in the Coast Guard. Like it kind of seemed like uh, Kim, right? Is that mm-hmm. her name? Kim kind of talked him into being in the Coast Guard instead mm-hmm. of being in the Army. So maybe there was a, a combination of things. I think I would be in, if I had to choose an armed service, <laughs> I think I would choose the Coast Guard. But I'm from Cleveland and there was a big Coast Guard base. So you go there or Alaska or like Florida or whatever. All the nice places. I know, right? Um, so do you guys have more sympathy for Bo now knowing that he had an, a diagnosis? I mean, I'm still of two minds where... No, you can only be of one mind. <laughs> no, no, I am of two minds. Damn it. Um, I I have, I guess I do feel more sympathy for him. I'm still, um, like on the one hand, I side with the the pseudonym pseudonymal Andrea and Michelle, who were like, it doesn't matter how they got off base or you know how they became hostages. Like our job is still to find them. That's that's what we do. Mm-hmm. But. I still think he was really, he's a big fucking idiot. Diagnosis or no. That was kind of the end of the, the second episode, right? Where everyone was like, oh, I kind of understand him a little more. But I still think he, what he did was it was horrible. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's a, isn't it a little more black and white at least like before you were like, uh, he's kind of a dope and like did dumb things. But now it's like, no, he was diagnosably sick with a thing that makes your brain interpret situations as much more dangerous to you than they may actually be. I guess I sort of always thought that he had that, like mm. from from minute one, episode one. Do you it know what I mean? Seemed, like I never like thought he was, he was yeah. like a straight up idiot. Right. I thought that, I don't know. I, I mean, I keep thinking about these kids I knew in high school or these kids I knew in college. And this was, I guess high school was like 20 years ago where you'd be like, oh, that guy's, that guy's a weird kid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's a weird guy. But now those people are like, Asperger's or borderline autistic or they have these like names right. that are not just being weird guys you know what I mean Yeah. so I sort of always thought about it like that like oh Bo is that guy and now we have like a name to put on what he has you know so I sort of always viewed it that way so I guess the question is should the army let in the weird kid um, I think there'd be a lot fewer kids in the army yeah. if there weren't weird kids in the yeah, army I think I mean in terms of letting him in as they said in the episode the biggest problem was that they didn't investigate the separation from the coast guard mm-hmm. not that he had a potentially diagnosable because i still question whether that would have ever well, even basically been all diagnosed. they wanted him to have right was like that one therapy session that like work therapy session or whatever right. and he you know he could have gone and done that one hour session and they would have let him in yeah. and, but i don't know that anything would have come out in that i mean you never know i guess whether anything would have come out in that one hour session um, what do you think about the fact that he reads uh, Ayn Rand, Ayn oh Rand, and the Bushido my eyes Code? Rolled yeah. So hard at that C- part. Certainly like made a, me like him a lot less. <laughs> of, of course he does. Of course he was into Ayn Rand. I saw something on Twitter where someone was like, "I'm so glad they didn't lead with that like episode one because I would have yeah. stopped listening immediately." <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I probably shouldn't admit this, but I went through a big Ayn Rand phase when in I high was, school when I was fifteen, yep. which is like <laughs> the most common age for baby objectivists. But I read, I mean, I read all of her fiction, most of her nonfiction. Like I was, oh. yeah, I was pretty seriously into it. Who is Laura Browning? Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Josh. And how is that? Uh, the I haven't read it, but so how is that sixty-page? Oh, it's um, really fucking long. Like <laughs> she was not kidding. Were you super into it at the time? Yeah, I was super into nice. it. Nice. <laughs> the only thing I like about Ayn Rand is the John Hodgman thing where he 
plays Ayn Rand <laughs> for the only her good parade magazine columns. Yeah. Yeah, that was really funny. recommended. I'll put it. I'll put it in, her, in the link on the website. Like you know how Serial puts like maps and like amazing mm. like documents. I'll just put like links to John Hodgman bits. Um, what else was I going to talk about? Um, yeah. That's it. So we don't know anything else. I guess what I guess my question, sort of coming out of these these two parters, is you know what's next. I think we always our natural inclination is to want some big conclusion, right? right. It's like what we wanted with Adnan. Like we're like, oh shit final eps this week like what's gonna happen and we don't even know yet how many episodes there's gonna be of this season right i think there'll probably be 12 ish i don't know who knows this was number seven and eight yeah seven and eight and then you know how i guess in your mind how does this season end oh man Uh, some kind of variety show (laughs) i mean i think it'll bring us up to the current court case Uh, yeah i I wonder if they're trying to stretch it out to get because i mean i have no idea how long a court martial takes but yeah, and whether anything will ever. But I think there. I don't think there's going to be any sort of conclusion, grand or otherwise. I think they're just going to take us right up to the edge of the court case, and then yep. we can all sort of pick up by following the news. And she'll do, you know, daily episodes from a closet somewhere <laughs> right. in, in mm. Texas or whatever. You know, I had one more question for you guys, and this is from the the first part of the episode. Uh, you know, just so we can have a little more fun. Um, <laughs> the Bo and his his compatriots talk about how they would fake their own deaths. Which led me to think about, like, how would I fake my own death? So I was wondering if you guys had. Josh, it seems like you might have an answer for this. I bet you do have an answer for Oh, that. my God. Why would you guys think I have an answer? You're the one who reads Ayn Rand. <laughs> Past tense, Josh. Right. Um, it's still in your brain somewhere. I have never in my life considered the possibility that I might want to fake my own death. <laughs> um, so. I guess, yeah, I mean, yeah, someone I said, like, know. drive a car off a cliff. And that seems like a solid option i guess like except now that there's dna you'd be like oh there's no body in here or whatever well you know i can't swim and i think the people that that know me well which obviously is not laura know that i can't (laughs) swim so i don't want to put this image in your head but maybe leave some clothes at the beach and i was gonna say i think disaster at sea is how i would go oh that's an excellent one i think like the ship yeah, I mean, like, little ships get lost all the time. People go do crazy stuff. Or you could, like, try to swim the English Channel. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Then, that would be a really dramatic way to go. Yeah. I could fake my own death for, like, a couple minutes and just, like, sit quietly on the couch <laughs> until my son was like, Dad! Then I would have to get up. <laughs> uh, I had one other... Who knows? I'm just so out of it at this point. Um, you know what I really liked? The other part that I really liked this episode, now that we've talked about this, is that... Um, was the big Lebowski quote that they used in oh, the yeah, episode where they're like, you're not wrong, Walter, but you're still an asshole. Right. I think that's a great way to think about Bo. <laughs> yeah. And Mark says, I kind of agree with everything he thinks, but I still want to punch him in the face. And Sarah said that he's right about things not being correct, but that he's right by accident. Like he stumbled mm. into it the back right. door way. Even if he is right, he didn't react to them appropriately. No, I thought it was interesting that there was, you know, now, now I'm sort of remembering more things from that. Um, that there was a New York Times reporter, like, embedded with them. It was a Guardian reporter. I was just oh, going to ask reporter. about that. Did y'all look up the photos? No. Mm. Uh, they're really interesting. I would never have noticed all the, you know, uniform issues because, you know, I'm very much a civilian. But the thing you notice immediately is the guy standing there with the big pipe. Oh, I saw that one uh. from a couple of weeks ago or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I saw that one. Um, and that they were other 
guys, like not necessarily his commanders, but other commanders on the base and that they were encouraged to like go and talk to whoever. Right. Although they said, you know, that someone else said something about Bo and that commander told him to fuck off. Yeah, whatever. that was a funny exchange with Sarah reading like, fuck yeah. off, fuck <laughs> you, get the fuck out of my face or whatever. <laughs> it just doesn't sound right coming out of her Who mouth. Who the fuck are you? Yeah. yeah. She probably swears all the time in real life. Yeah, we learned about her this week a little bit. She has kids. I didn't know that. She probably has a real potty mouth in her NPR voice. Yeah. I don't know that I care, but. <laughs> well, now we know. No offense, Sarah. I doubt that she listens to this. She seems busy. Yeah, she might be a little busy. <laughs> I heard season three is about the OJ trial. That would be a hot move for them with that, that with that Ryan Murphy yep. drama. I still think she needs to do the Whitman family. I don't know what that is. Uh, they were the other family that Christina Gutierrez fucked over. Laura, why don't you do it? Take the Bo Berg doll. <laughs> no, it's a really interesting case. Um, it was a... Uh, I've mentioned it on this podcast before, Josh. Right, um, I knew that. You've been here. And it's uh, a son... An older son was convicted of murdering his younger brother. And his parents are convinced he didn't do it and they got Christina Gutierrez to defend him and it was sort of I think the beginning of the end of Christina Gutierrez like she was starting to have health problems and stuff like that it was in I think Pennsylvania um and it's a pretty interesting case there's been like some short videos and stuff on it online which we've published on Maybe our site we can link to those also <laughs> um did you know that uh John Walsh's kid um, from America's Most Wanted was actually killed by Jeffrey Dahmer. Really? Seriously? There's a new book died. out about it. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know that I actually believe that, but it's like an interesting case I just read about and since we're talking about crime. You know what? This is... Google it. I w- when I was flying back from Vancouver, I was listening to podcasts just like on repeat because I f- didn't bring a book or a magazine. Um, like, a, like a genius. And... Um, there was a This American Life recently, I think, called, like, My Darn Mind or My Damn Mind or something like that. And it kind of ties to Bo in, like, a weird way in my head. Because it's basically this guy that had, had, like, some paranoia problems and all of a sudden just, like, snapped and started. And they interview him where he's just kind of saying, like, I thought I was Barack Obama and they were coming to prepare me and all this stuff. So he drove himself to a hospital knowing that something was wrong. But what ultimately happened in the hospital is that he crashed his car into the hospital Whoa. when he got there. And then the hospital was like, oh, no, you crashed your car. So they were treating him for, like, abrasions and stuff. And he was saying, like, I'm manic, I'm manic, I'm manic, like, I need help. But they never got him, like, a psych eval. And then some shit went down in the hospital and some security guards came in. But they weren't security guards. They were off-duty cops. And they ended up shooting him. Oh, Jesus. And he survived, which is, you know, the lo- the long story short. But it's kind of like... Even if you have these mental health problems and you say that you need help or that you, like, Bo could have gone to his superior or whatever, like, how do people believe you and how fast can things go from point A to point B? Do you know what I mean? So I recommend that as, like, a one-off. There was also – they did that story in association with with the New York Times. There's also a New York Times article about it. So if you don't want to commit to the whole whole 40 minutes or whatever, jam through the New York Times article. Recommended. Cool. Um, cool. Well, <laughs> seems like a really positive way to wrap up. Yeah. 
Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, I guess. I mean, or maybe... if uh, the Adnan decision comes down, we should probably pop in here, right? Who the fuck knows at this point? Like, we're just in like willy nilly doing it's happening this podcast. This week. It's happening this week. We're talking <laughs> about it. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening to the Serial Serial. If you like our show, tell your friends and review the show on iTunes. We'll be back in two weeks, maybe this week. Who knows? We'll be back when it when we pop up in your in your podcast jam. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs>